All right, everybody, welcome back to the grand finale of the scoreboard. First of all, we have Brooke Rohde and Eli Kleiman here today, and I want to thank them both so much for bringing it all the time because they're here. Also got to give a shout out to Will Camardella, Tara Trent, Courtney Wise, and Alex Maria for always bringing it when they were here. It's been a phenomenal semester, and on my end personally, I feel lucky to work with you guys. Uh, Y'all were great right from the start. But now it's just like coming together perfectly. And speaking of coming together perfectly, the NFL draft is coming together perfectly tonight. And seven Trojans are in the mix. So everybody, let's get right into it. We're going to start with the seven Trojans in the mix. So first off, we got Elijah Vera Tucker. What are your thoughts on him as a prospect, what he brings to the team, even USC legacy, and where he's going to go? And that's how we'll run it down for all the players. He, he's a special player. He was, he was originally a guard, and then he moved to tackle last season. He shows he can play both. He's the top-rated interior offensive lineman in this draft class. He'll probably be the only Trojan that goes in the first round, goes tonight. So, you know, that'll be the one USC name off the board today but he's just a solid player you don't really hear much about him because he just does his job you know he just is a good pass protector I mean you know for all the problems USC had with their offensive line last season he was not one of them the only game he at all struggled was against Oregon when he faced Kayvon Thibodeau but he was hurt in that game so you know you have to look at that and account for that but but he was a solid player all season really kept Keaton on his feet and like I said, if he moves back inside, he's going to be a great player at a guard position. Yeah, I totally agree with you there, Eli. I mean, looking last year, seeing Austin Jackson winning, going 18th overall to the Dolphins, it's going to be cool to see two years in a row, row that an offensive tackle from USC is going to get drafted into the first round. Um, just like looking at, obviously, our offensive line last year kind of had some issues, but AVT was just like an absolute standout from SC, just always protecting Keaton under the ball in pass, like pass protection, and he's also super athletic for an offensive lineman. Like, he got off the line quick, like, mm-hmm. was able to move quick on his feet. So he's just going to be a great asset for any team that wants to draft him. Um, it looks like I was looking at this art- at Skyler's article, and it looks like he was saying Chargers, Vikings, and Raiders are kind of looking at Elijah Vera Tucker. So any of those three teams would be awesome for him. Absolutely, absolutely. Couldn't agree with you guys more overall. I mean, that's one thing. Barrett Tucker is the clear standout here. He actually might be able to go in the middle of the first round and couldn't agree more. He's so athletic. It is absolutely ridiculous. And this could be the second year in a row an offensive tackle from USC is drafted in the first round. Austin Jackson went number 18 overall for the Dolphins last year. But yes, Vera Tucker is a special kind of offensive lineman that is athletic. Personally, I'm thinking he's going to go to the Vikings. He'll be going uh, from California to up north there. But speaking of that, we have another defensive we have another tackle here but on the defensive end and I want to hear your thoughts on Jay Tafele. He just reminds me of somebody that's just like quick off his feet. I remember watching like his draft uh, his draft day at SC and he's just explosive like looking at all his passes on the field he was just fast off the ball his strength he's I was surprised that he was 315 pounds just based on his height and just the way that he was benching in the weight room. Um, he just reminds me of like a big rugby player that's just 
gnarly and just like super scrappy on the field so he's just someone that can always just get in for that sack and get those tackles in so he's just like he's just a grinder and I think that he could fit in kind of anywhere anywhere well yeah it's interesting he is one of these players and there's a handful who did not have their draft stock hurt by opting out but he there he is one of a number of players whose draft stock certainly dropped because he opted out he could go anywhere from probably around, I think three is kind of the peak of where he's going to five, which is interesting because last year he was a second round pick that potentially could move up and be a first round pick, but he opted out and he's one of those players that had hurt his draft stock. So it'll be interesting to see. He was a good player at USC when he was here, but obviously it's been over a year since he's played in a live football game and whether it's that or what happened in the draft process, he is taking a bit of a fall down the draft boards. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting. I personally think that he might go in the second round still, um, and he actually might be the highest draft USC defensive lineman since Leonard Williams went number six overall in the 2015 draft. So USC hasn't had as many strong defensive linemen. But, but once again, you have a position that is traditionally a little bit slower, a little bit bigger, and he is incredibly athletic, bringing that strength, the speed, the explosiveness. He's 315 pounds. He's six foot three. And I think what he needs to do, as Eli was sort of alluding, to here is he needs to gain some control over his skill sets here and if he can gain that control he definitely will be that force to be reckoned with rather than just an out of control wrecking ball so we'll have yeah. to see where that all goes next up we have everybody's favorite almond raw st brown what are he's actually going to the nfl everyone knew it for a long time what are your thoughts He's going lower than you would expect for someone. I mean, not necessarily. Obviously, high school rankings don't necessarily correlate in a high draft pick. But, you know, he did have good production at USC. You would expect him to go a little higher. I think third round is probably the top he goes. He could fall into the fourth round. But here's what I'll say about that. He is a great fourth round pick. If you can get Amon Ross St. Brown in the fourth round, you are getting a very good wide receiver quite low in the draft. I mean, if he falls into a day three pick, you're getting probably the best day three prospect available in Amon Ross St. Brown. That's how good he is. He has all the talent. He's not necessarily the fastest player, but he's really smooth. He runs great routes. He just does so many things well. He's good hands. So uh, he will. He is not going to be a top pick, but he is going to be a very, like, a very good value pick. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you there. I mean, just seeing his performance at SC, I was actually surprised seeing that he was maybe even going to go in the third to fourth round. Like Eli said, I think he could go a bit higher, but looking kind of just at his family history and his experience, he's going to be one of these players that just transitions super smoothly into the NFL. Obviously, his brother is in the NFL currently playing for the Packers, so he's got that family experience. He's got the advice from his brother, so I think he's going to do a great job with the transition into the NFL, obviously being a stud at SC recording seven receptions for 98 yards and a touchdown in his very first game. Like, this guy, he's just somebody who's just going to put his head down and work and just be a grinder right out from the gate. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it's Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, he was one of Slovis's favorite targets. And if at the NFL's mock draft is right, 
he would actually be going to the Dallas Cowboys in the first, in the fourth round. And I think him and Dax Prescott would be a great duo. Look, his first USC game, he got seven receptions for 98 yards and a touchdown. He earned all Pac-12 all honors following a stellar junior season. And he's got the speed, vertical ability, and the soft hands to really be able to bring in those catches and potentially make some highlight plays if he's got the right fit, if the right NFL team gives him a chance. I think that, you know, if he is to go early in day three or even somehow on day two, he will end up being a steal. He's got a lot of talent and looks to continue that rich USC receiver history of guys like Robert Woods and Juju Smith-Schuster. So that'll be great. Next up, we got the safety, Talanoa Hufanga. Everyone, what are your thoughts here on him? He's just quick off the ball again. His athleticism is just off the charts. I mean, he's projected to go pretty much in the middle of the fourth round, but kind of similar to Amon Ross St. Brown, I feel like he's going to be a steal as well. He's just a player that you can kind of always rely on. And I mean, seeing that he was named the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, I think that's sort of a credit to get him a get him a bit higher draft stock. Draft, whoa, draft stock. But um, yeah, I mean, just seeing him playing on the field with his interceptions and everything that he has about him like he's just going to be a player that can just do well yeah I think it's, it's in he's an interesting prospect obviously he had a breakout season this year and it, it led to him winning Pac-12 defensive player of the year what I will say is he is an interesting fit in the NFL because he is not the fastest player uh f- for being a safety he's not really big to play big enough to play linebacker although that is kind of where USC put him right in the middle of the field like a linebacker would normally play but, but I think he does provide value he, he is good enough he is fast enough he is strong and, and he just makes big plays he knows where to be at the right time he knows you know wh- how to set up a defense he, he was a leader on USC's defense last year and I think that's what makes a good prospect so I think you know like Brooke said if he can go in the fourth round you're getting a good value pick again for a player who, you know, was Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, absolutely. No, just like you said, Eli, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, the backbone of that defense. And again, to have a safety who is that athletic, it's sort of like how in the NBA there's this trend of seven-foot big men. It's like everyone, these traditionally you know bigger positions are really, really athletic right now. And he is a very athletic safety. Not only that, but uh, Coach Naviar of the safeties was really saying how much of a smart player Hufanga is. So I think that's what he really brings as well, is helping out with the schemes. And one day, one day, even though he's projected to go in the middle of the fourth round, look, NFL draft, Tom Brady went 199. That's all you really need to know about the NFL draft, where players are picked, and where their careers can go. And Hufanga seems like the kind of player who could really lead a defense one day with his mental skills, as long as he put, keeps putting the work in on that physical end. And, and based on everything I've heard about him, I have no doubts that he will continue to Next up, we have Marlon Tuipulotu. And I want to know what you guys think about this guy because he's a pretty interesting prospect. And he's the final USC prospect that we're going to talk about today that actually has shown up on almost every single mock draft as being drafted. Yeah, I think just looking at his his draft stock, I'm looking at it looks like he might go number 126, which going in the top 50 of the NFL draft, that's what the fifth Trojan that might do that which is just impressive in itself 
Um, I just remember seeing he had a great showing at his senior bowl and that he's just dominating the opposing offensive linemen throughout the 2020 season. He got, I think, 140 tackles and averaged around eight sacks over his four seasons at SC. So, again, he's just a player that is just grinding off the ball as a, as a defensive lineman, um, just someone that you can count on protecting your, your pass protection. So, I mean, I think he's just another another one that can just slip through the cracks. It's just another great asset for a team, even if he gets <coughs> – even if he gets drafted higher, like fourth, fifth, sixth round, he's just going to be somebody that's going to be doing the dirty work in the middle of the field and just an angry blocker for any NFL NFL team that will pick him up. Yeah, I what what makes him such a good pros, prospect, especially for those uh, later rounds, is that he's not going to have to play every snap, and that's huge for him because you know as you got later in the season last year, he was playing so many snaps that he got worn out, he got became less productive. But at the beginning of the season, he was making a huge impact. And like Brooks said, the senior bowl, he made a huge impact. When he was fully rested, wasn't being overworked. You know, stamina is something he'll need to work on. But as some a defensive lineman who can just rotate in and rotate out, he's going to be able to make an impact because he's a talented player. He's not an every down defensive lineman, but that's not what anyone's drafting him to be. So he's going to fit the role of a rotational defensive lineman pretty well. I think something else that we need to mention too is that he missed most of the 2017 season with a sprained left knee and then had a season-ending back injury in 2018. So I think something that's going to be big for him coming into the NFL is just staying healthy, especially what Eli said. Just Hopefully he's not on every single snap. He just needs to stay healthy and just play when he can. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh... – and Tui Pulotu also has deep USC roots. He's the cousin of Hufanga. And his brother Tuli Tui Pulotu, quite the name, is a freshman defensive lineman this year for USC. And yeah, absolutely. Very athletic as well. Very explosive. He was also a wrestling champion in high school. So it makes sense that you're going to be scared of this guy if you're seeing him on the field. And I think NFL teams would be lucky to have him also might go in the fourth round. Now here's the very interesting question. Will, first of all, what do we think of Tyler Vaughn's? And second of all, will he get drafted? I'm gonna, for all the pessimism I've had this semester, which has been a lot, I know, I'm gonna say he will get drafted. I think he would be a good seventh round pick. I, I've been firm saying this all year. He has explosiveness off the ball. He's, again, another smooth route runner. You know, he and Amon Ra were just very smooth players. They were very – but he's also lanky. He he has good hands. I, I think, you know, a seventh-round player who eventually can be a rotational wide receiver is possible for him. I think that, you know, he has the ability to be a very good wide receiver in the NFL, but I'm not sure he'll ever be a star. But I think that – he will get selected in the seventh round. Uh, he just he has a lot of the intangibles you'd like, and you know he one thing he did very well at USC was he was great at running the deep ball. He was always found a way to get past the defense. I think you know that's certainly something that the NFL sh- could be looking for with the amount that they sling it around the field now. I'm gonna go with you with your opinion too, uh, Eli. I think Tyler Bonds. I mean, he's obviously not been on everybody's singles draft projections. Just kind of getting overlooked by St. Brown, especially as St. Brown is kind of the number one wide receiver coming out of SC. But I think a lot of people forget that Vaughn's was only the third player in Trojans history to reach 220 career catches, joining stars like Robert Woods and Marquise Lee. 
So it's not like this guy is, like, slipping into the draft. Like, he might get lucky if he gets drafted. But, I mean, he really does have strengths. Like, he has his speed and his, like, disguises his route direction super well. Like, he has skill off the ball. It's just the only thing that he has trouble with is just kind of is just just an inconsistent finisher, especially, like, when he has contact from a safety. So I think if he is able to get stronger in the offseason, I would be kind of a risk for a team to draft him. But I think he has a lot of potential when it comes to being a great wide receiver in the NFL. He is one of the most lanky players I've ever seen on a football field. I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk about Devonta Smith. Devontae Smith not being a very big guy. I, I don't know what Tyler Vaughn's weight is, but I can tell you he looks like he could, weighs almost nothing. Like, it, it is it is insane how little he weighs, you know. And it says he weighs 190 pounds, which is almost 30 pounds heavier than Devontae Smith. But he just looks so skinny. It, it's crazy what he was able to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Vaughn is really skinny. Uh, he's got what we call farmer strength, where he doesn't look like it, but this guy is willing to block. He's a strong player, and I, I certainly hope he gets drafted. I have my doubts if NFL teams, right, they have their ideas of what the players should look like, how tall they should be, how, how big they should be, and so I have doubts, but I, I certainly hope that he gets drafted because I was talking with Brooke before, if you played Madden back in the day, you had your B receiver, your best receiver, you had your X receiver, your second best receiver, and then you had the Y receiver who would come in and he'd do some nice play, he'd be there for some great routes and he was a solid runner and you could hit him and he was dependable and reliable and that's the role that I really see Tyler Vaughn's potentially filling for a team. Uh, with his skill set. He's just a solid, reliable receiver. I don't think he's going to be the superstar that, you know, Almond Ross St. Brown really has that potential to develop into with some of the plays we've seen him make. But I think, you know, Tyler Vaughn's can definitely be a receiver in the NFL who makes an impact. And guess what? If he fills that solid role, you never know where that can go go in the wrong run, run, long run. Look at guys like Julian Edelman, you know, they filled a solid role for a long time and then they did that and then they, you know, he won a Super Bowl MVP. So we'll see what happens, but I think that this will be a really, really interesting go. Everyone, we now have our final uh, topic of the scoreboard. We've got Elijah Griffin. Uh, he's a cornerback cornerback for USC and before I get into it I want to hear some of your thoughts on this dude this guy is an I think this is kind of an interesting topic I mean being like a cornerback at SC the only thing that really like kind of stands out to me is that he only had one interception during his time with SC which I think is kind of a red flag when it comes to uh, NFL draft prospect NFL draft people just looking at your stats but I mean I don't even know if this has to do like if it's going to give him an advantage, but just being the son of Warren G, having connections with Snoop Dogg, knowing Adoree Jackson, kind of just like having those connections that kind of always play big as well. So again, I think he's an elite, elite player with like good potential, but it's just, he doesn't have like those huge statistics that these other cornerbacks are coming in to the draft with. So again, he's kind of in Vaughn's position in the sense that he's not in everybody's mock drafts, but he could definitely be a late round steal as well. This is a player I don't see getting drafted. I think Elijah Griffin was a solid player at USC. I really think he could have used another year in college. Just, you know, add another year of experience, add another year of statistics. He was looking good this last season, but 
you know, I think it, it's hard. There are a lot of good cornerbacks in this draft, and, you know, I don't think he's not at the top of the list. He's really, frankly, not on most lists. So I think he'll go undrafted, but I think he can find his way into the NFL as an undrafted free agent. Like I said, I thought he left too early, but like, but he is a very athletic player. You know, he's talented. He has everything you would want for a, a cornerback. It just, it's unproven and a little bit more of raw talent than it is developed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's a lot of interesting points there. Personally, though, I think his profile will get him drafted. I think being the son of West Coast pioneer Warren G uh, led to that Snoop Dogg shout out there. I also personally think that the interception, the one intercept, that's a red flag. But he's so athletic. He's got that skill set. And when you get a shout out from Snoop Dogg, you can get any resource you want to come work with you, train you, make you better as long as you're willing to put the work in. And I think with the potential that he's been given, that's where it lies. If he can commit to the work ethic, because his combine is great. You know, he's shown he has the skill set. He just doesn't have the numbers. And sometimes you've got to overlook those numbers. Sometimes, sometimes, numbers do lie. And so I think that Elijah Griffin could really be someone who actually makes an impact in the long run. Could be a steal of the draft if teams take him. And if he doesn't get taken, I agree with Eli. I would, I would think he should come back and, and play a year if he can or really get that experience because it is tough to go in when you've only got one interception. That being said, I'll close off here with what Snoop Dogg said to Elijah Griffin. He said, stay focused on your job. It's not a game. It's a job. Love you, brother. You make me proud every time you lace up. Take that swag with you to the NFL. So if Snoop Dogg's believing in this guy getting drafted, we're on, the West, we're on a West Coast show here, even though I'm in Canada. I got to uh, give, give it some props there. So, man, anything else you guys want to close off with on the draft or the semester and USC and everything? I don't know. I'm just, it's awesome to be on this kind of podcast, and it's going to be super exciting to watch the draft tonight. Um, I usually don't really, like, pay attention too much just since, like, I haven't really had, like, a team. Or, like, before I was at SC, I didn't really have a college team that I paid attention, paid attention to. So it's going to be interesting to see how draft goes tonight in the next couple of days and see if anybody can sneak in. So it's going to be exciting. As a USC sports podcast. I'll just give a shout out to all the USC teams about to enter the NCAA tournament. Uh, tennis is entering the tournament. Soccer plays tomorrow. Uh, good luck to all those teams as they look to win national championships. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. And shout out to the women's golf team as well as the men's tennis team for their recent back to back championships. That's huge. For the yep. Women's right. Beach Volleyball starting Pac-12 championships today, too. Hey, there you go. Lots of stuff going on for the Trojans. And thank you so much to everyone for checking out the scoreboard this semester. We will see you next time.